Good morning, Bokerto. Buenos dias. This is Shanna Folds here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021. After the show comes out today, I'm going to be hosting Simcha Rotman, the politician who is number four on the religious Zionist party list. This is all part of the Sunset Series Israel Elections miniseries. I've added the event link into the show notes. Now, if you don't know where the show notes are, just click and read the text underneath the podcast icon on your screen and you will see the text and the links there. Airing at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Israel Time. But the recording will still be up there for you to see on Facebook after the live is over. So basically, we do the talk in Zoom and we also live stream it on Facebook. So you can join us in Zoom for a more intimate discussion where you can add in your questions and comments or you can watch it on Facebook. And lastly, happy International Women's Day. Now... Let's get to the news. President Netanyahu is currently traveling and campaigning for the upcoming election around southern Israel, meeting with various Bedouin communities. The prime minister was greeted in Rahat by Sheikh Gideon Abu Sabit and was welcomed with some praise, but not for too long. The sheikh told Netanyahu that he votes for Likud and that his community cares deeply about Israel. But after this, he was quick to deliver criticism, saying home demolitions and land confiscations have, quote, made our lives miserable. And after hearing the perspective of the Bedouin voters, Netanyahu vowed to take personal responsibility for the handling of Bedouin affairs. If you don't know what Bedouins are, they are a nomadic people who live in tents and encampments in Israel and other parts of the Middle East. They are a minority group in Israel. Now, Netanyahu also vowed to add more security in Arab neighborhoods. In the past several years, violent crime has increased greatly in Arab communities in Israel. Some blame a lack of competent policing. Some say there are too many illegal firearms in those communities. The majority of the Israeli Arab population have opposed Prime Minister Netanyahu, blaming him for racism against them and for not aiding them during difficult times. Netanyahu believes that by injecting more money into police in these communities that they will be safer and that it will help him gain some of their support. Three Palestinian fishermen were killed off the coast of the Gaza Strip yesterday in an explosion caused by a misfired rocket by Hamas. The explosion occurred close to the coast of Khan Yunis, a city in the southern Gaza Strip. The head of the Gaza Fishermen's Union say two of the men were brothers and the third was a cousin. The terror group did not take responsibility for the three deaths. Hamas's military wings say they mourn the death of the three fishermen, quote, with great sorrow. The IDF, or Israeli Defense Forces, immediately denied any involvement. Israeli and Egyptian forces in the past have fired upon boats that violated the sea borders demarcated around the Gaza Strip, This time, it doesn't seem that was the case. Israel limits the fishing zones off the Gaza Strip as part of a blockade on Hamas. 
which is aimed at preventing arms from reaching Palestinian terror groups. So I'm going to repeat that. Israel limits the fishing zone. They have a border of the fishing zone in order to keep Hamas from entering Israel via water, and that is with the intention of preventing arms from reaching other Palestinian terror groups outside of the Gaza Strip. Israel declared 17 beaches along its coastline safe and clean for water sports and activities. Yay! The environmental and health ministries say cleanup at some beaches is now complete, and samples taken from the water indicate that they are safe. Israel's Nature and Parks Authority is calling last month's oil spill one of Israel's worst environmental disasters ever. A full cleanup of Israel's beaches is expected to take months. On Wednesday, the Environmental Protection Ministry identified the ship that it believes is responsible for the February 1st oil spill. They're calling it the Emerald. It's a tanker which was carrying Iranian oil. Defense and intelligence officials have remained silent about the charge with the ministry's head, Gila Gamliel, alleging that this was environmental terrorism coming from Iran, but the defense and intelligence officials haven't quite come out with such a bold statement of accusation so far. Iran denies the allegations outright. Israel Daily News podcasters, welcome to Monday. Today is Monday. I hope that you enjoyed waking up to the newsletter this morning. Special thanks to Sherry Forrest and Rabbi Yossi Madvig for your contributions to the Israel Daily News podcast. I'm calling out specifically to you, Sherry Forrest. We would like you to send us an email because we want to send you a thank you note and we do not have your contact information. You can go to israeldaily.news and insert your name and email address using the form on the page there. That's our website, israeldaily.news. You can put your name and your email and we will get in touch with you. Thank you for listening with us every day, Sherry, and thank you, Rabbi Madvig. We are continuing our fundraising drive and are looking for more people like Sherry and Rabbi Madvig. We are hoping to get 100 paid subscribers by Passover. If you have been enjoying this daily report, support it so that it can continue to come out daily. You'll also be supporting women on this International Women's Day. I am Shanna Fold. I am your host. I am a woman and I produce, write, edit, and put out this podcast on a daily basis plus the newsletter at the beginning of the week all so that you can have a concise and easy way of getting caught up on the news. You can send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. We have one central link in the show notes where you can click on it and it will take you to the page where you can put in your credit card details and feel good knowing that you are supporting a woman on International Women's Day. How else can you support the show? One, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. I'm your host. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. India's counterterrorism agencies are saying they see the link between a local Shiite terrorist cell backed by Iran and the attack that took place outside the Israeli embassy in New Delhi in late January. Evidence found on the scene includes a handwritten note that was addressed to the Israeli ambassador warning of revenge 
for Israel's involvement in the assassination of Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps Commander Qasem Soleimani and Iran's top nuclear scientist. Indian counterterrorism experts claim the attack was part of Iran's warfare campaign against Israel. The blast in January was a low intensity and left no casualties in India. However, this wasn't the first plot against Israel targets in India. In 2012, two bombs were planted on Israeli diplomatic cars in New Delhi as well. Archaeologists in the ancient city of Lachish in southern Israel are baffled by the discovery of what is likely an ancient toilet. You heard that correctly, a toilet. The toilet was found nestled within a small shrine in the city's famous gate complex. The discovery is 2,800 years old and is linked back to the 8th century BCE and the Judahite monarch King Hezekiah. Some in the academic community are citing that the toilet was actually a form of desecration in protest of the holy shrine, while others say that the shrine it was found in maybe had been a water management room. The complex the toilet was found in had a six-chambered gate, which is considered a hallmark of royal architecture from the first temple period. The complex was destroyed with the rest of the city in 701 BCE when the Assyrian king invaded the kingdom of Judah. So cool, there are findings around every corner. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 10 degrees Celsius and a high of 20 degrees. That's 50 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 68 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You'll also get the Cliff Notes version of our original stories, investigations, and interviews. You can sign up by using the link in the show notes. Thank you to Miles Gilbert, Benny Forstad, and Kobe Kapner for your contributions to the research and writing of the news. I'll send you off today with a song called When We Will Get Out of This by Israeli musician singer Noam Surieli. He says that he wrote this song when he was in solitary confinement for two weeks. The goal was to write a song that on the one hand shows the harsh reality and on the other hand still offers a message of strength. Thank you to Zach Lewis for connecting us to the underground Israeli musicians. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. אפם לא אמרתי שאני מבין הכל, היום אני מבין הרבה פחות. ואם לא כל יום פורים זה הזמן אולי לשאול, מתי כבר מורידים את המסכות? אפם לא חשבתי, אפילו לדקה, שהעולם ככה יתהפך. קל מביא עוד גל, מכה אחרי מכה, הילד כבר כמעט לא מחייך. הוא מחייך כי אין בית ספר, אבל גם הוא מרגיש את המועקה. שוב בעבודה נתנו לאבא הפסקה. אבל אבא לא מחייך, להפך הוא מודאג כי סבא כבר זקן ואיך הוא שוב לבד בחג והם חשבו שהוא נרדם אבל וואלה הוא שמע משהו על לשבור וחסכונות ואז דממה ואז הם נכנסו לחדר וחיבקו אותו חזק כמה זמן כבר אבא לא צחק והוא לוחש להם יהיה טוב, יהיה טוב תחזיקו ממה, נצא מזה בקרוב וכשנצא מזה מלא את הרחובות, וניזכר איך שהמשכנו לקוות